Hey friend, thank you so much for joining us once again today on the broadcast. I'm looking forward to the direction we're going this week. I gave you on Monday the what, what we need to do together. We need to get off the hamster wheel. As we end one year and start another, we need to get off the hamster wheel and be done with the same old, same old. We need to look towards the future. We need to do something more for Christ. That's the what, but let's talk about the why. We need to look at the why. Why should we do something so drastic? You know that old hamster wheel, that same old, same old, just doing the same thing day after day? You wake up, you brush your teeth, you get ready for work, you get in your car, you drive to work, you see the same old people, and everything seems to be so cyclical, so boring, so mundane, monotonous. The same old, same old. Can I tell you, friend, if you're doing what God has for you to be doing and you're doing it God's way, there should be nothing monotonous about the work that he has for you. So let's talk about the what the why, and maybe, just maybe, we'll start touching on how. How can we get off that hamster wheel? We talked on Monday. We read 1 Samuel chapter number 3, verse 1. The child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. The people of Israel were suffering under a drought of communication with God. They were in the exact same position that many of you are in right now. You haven't had a legitimate conversation with God Almighty in months, maybe even years. That's where Israel was at. So how did they break out of that? Well, we first need to talk about why. Why should we even consider getting out of that? We mentioned our conversion. It wasn't commonplace. The fact that we are saved today on our way to heaven, that's something to shout about. We talked about our condemnation. The fact that we were on our way to hell and we greatly deserved it. We deserve to spend an eternity separated from God Almighty and his love. But because of his love, he offered a way of escape. And we explained that clearly yesterday. And then we talked about our commission. And this is where I want to pick up today. And I'm going to ask you to buckle your seatbelts for just a moment because I have a Charles Spurgeon quote for you that might light you up here in just a moment. So kind of jump on, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. Here we go. We don't have a conventional commission. Why should we get so uptight? Why should we get so intent? Why should we get so fervent about reaching people for the cause of Christ Well, friend, if we understood our conversion and our condemnation, the fact that we are saved and what we were saved from, we'd be a lot more energetic about our commission. That grand old song says, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Do we really believe that? I have a sense, a feeling that we'd be a lot more energetic if we looked at our track record of how often we confront people with their need of a savior. Let's be blunt. Let's talk about it. Last year, how many times did you talk to someone about Christ? I'm not talking about your Christian friends. I'm not talking about your Bible study group. I'm talking about someone that doesn't know Christ, a lost person. Let's lower the bar a little bit. How many gospel tracts did you pass out last year or this year? How many? 
Hmm. A little convicting, possibly. I'm convicted asking the question. So let's, I want to share the conviction with everybody else, okay? Let's be honest. We don't take our commission as seriously as we should. Mark 16, 15, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I told you a Charles Spurgeon quote was incoming. Here we go. If sinners be damned, at least let them leap to hell over our bodies. If they will perish, let them perish with our arms about their knees. Let no one go there unwarned and unprayed for. Our commission. Why should we get off the hamster wheel? Because the hamster wheel of averaging one gospel tract out a month last year or this past year is not sufficient. That's not good enough. It's not just about numbers. It's not just about being able to put notches in our belt. It's about none of those things. It's about obeying Christ. It's about obeying our commission. The Great Commission is not some small-time job. We think of a a teenager's paper route or a lawn mowing job or snow shoveling in the winter. We think of these as as smaller jobs, right? Friend, the Great Commission, it's more important than being the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. It's more important than, than the President of the United States. I don't care who you voted for in the last election. It's more important than that. It's more important than, than the Prime Minister of the UK. It's more important than, than you fill in the blank. I don't care if you're an astronaut looking down at the planet Earth from the International Space Station. Fulfilling the Great Commission is a more important job than anything. But too often, we think making money is more important, don't we? Too often, we are so ate up with things, with people, with our fear. You want to know why we need to get off the hamster wheel? Because of our commission. Why is it dangerous for a Christian to find the Great Commission boring? What's the big deal? 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And that leads me as a segue straight into the next section. We're talking about why. We don't have a comparable combat. Let's talk about the combat that you and I face. Maybe you didn't realize, you as a Christian, my friend, that you're in a war zone. The devil, he's not some dust bunny under your couch to be swatted aside. We have a legitimate adversary. I have no desire whatsoever to build up the devil in your mind, but I do think we forget what he has accomplished Did you know that humanity killing each other through constant war was not part of God's plan in the Garden of Eden? Every war humanity has partaken in should not be thought of as just notes on the pages of history. Each conflict is a feather in the devil's cap. Gas chambers in Germany, they were not just the evils of Hitler and the Nazis. The terrors of the Vietnam War were not just foreign policy faux pas. 9-11, it wasn't just the work of demented men. 
Each of these actions can be traced back to a demon in the garden saying, Eat the fruit, Eve. Eat the fruit. And of course, humanity's wrong response to that temptation. I'm not encouraging you to see the devil in every bad circumstance or less than favorable situation or behind every bush, but I am encouraging you to understand that a less than proactive approach to the Great Commission and the judgment that awaits those that die in their sin probably equals a less than serious approach to the spiritual warfare we are in. Let me restate that. If you don't take the Great Commission seriously, you probably don't take the combat that we're in seriously either. Any soldier can tell you there's nothing boring about actual combat. Yes, unofficial motto of the army, hurry up and wait. I, I, I realize that. But when bullets are actually flying, when death is all around you, when men are falling at every side, not very boring, is it? It has a way of focusing your attention. I've often wondered how I can categorize what it is God has called us to do here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. We print and distribute gospel tracks around the world free of charge. In our warehouse right now, there are well over a million gospel tracts. If you'd like to think of it this way, maybe consider Bible Tracks Incorporated, BTI, as a spiritual ammunition manufacturer. We make the bullets that go in the Christian's gun. Does that make sense? Not literally, of course, but we print gospel tracts, the tools you need to evangelize the lost. Well, it's interesting that there are lulls in Christians ordering our gospel tracts. Is it because the quality is inferior? No, actually. For free gospel tracts, they are about the highest quality you can find anywhere. Is it because the content isn't very good? No, I don't believe so. It's all biblical. It's well stated. I think of so many great Paul Levine gospel tracks that we still carry. Beautiful front covers, redesigned, great uh, a grade of paper, very high quality. We have great, if you will, ammunition. But why is it that soldiers such as you don't realize you need the ammunition? You know, in places like regions of Africa and the Middle East where they seem to be perennial hotbeds of conflict, war zones, arms dealers and gun runners have no issue doing big business. Whether it be RPGs or AK-47s or you name it, they have no issue selling their wares to the different sides, the militants involved in these conflicts. Why is that? Because there's a war going on and the soldiers need weapons. They need their ammunition. They need their tools of the trade. Why is it that we find it so difficult to convince Christians that they are in a war zone and they need gospel tools like Bible tracts? Why is that? Hmm. Maybe it's something we should consider. Maybe if we realized that our commission was God-given, is God-given, maybe if we realize that we are in combat, maybe we'd take this thing more seriously. Maybe you should consider, I'm going to ask you personally, to join us tomorrow. You see, I am well aware that today, and even yesterday, You could say it's been a lot of negative 
It's been a lot of don't do this. You need to buck up. You need to straighten up. You need to fly right. Well, tomorrow, we're going to get a little bit more encouraging, if you'd allow me. We'll try, if we can, to soothe a few of the wounds that maybe we've caused today. But I will ask you, if you feel it's been a little bit blunt, compare what I've said with Scripture. Find out if I'm being too abrasive. Maybe I should apologize for my tone, but I believe that the tenor of what I'm saying, I believe the message I'm trying to convey, I believe it's all true. Will you join us tomorrow on this broadcast? Thank you so much for being a part of what we do here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. Have a great day for His glory, and God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.